I'm recording. We're back. Welcome Damn, back. It's no to bed, Nate. It's what is it? I'm Wednesday, in- Thursday? I don't know. You're on vacation. We're still doing the pod because you know we're giving the people what they want. I'm in New York City, Benjamin. You're on some undisclosed beach. Can I say where? Uh yeah, yeah. I get you can drop it. You can drop it. You're in in the Pura Vida land of Costa Rica. One of my favorite places. Spent a lot of time there in my youth. How is it? Uh, listen, it's the Lord. It, it's God's country down here. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. in Santa Teresa. I'm tanned. I'm happy, and I needed it. Like I needed the recovery after there was a lot of travel. There was some Europe stuff, uh, and mm-hmm. then there was Los Angeles freeze. And like, I'm not sure how many transactions happened over there on the left coast, but like there were certainly a lot of events, and we hit them between us. I'd say we hit them all. Oh, we definitely tried to. I mean, it was Miami level insanity. I would say. I think it. It's the first time that this this California fair has had nights where there are ten different dinners that one could attend. Ten different legit dinners. The tertiary events, uh, mm-hmm. mostly art related, not entirely, uh, did seem to le- uh, reach. I wouldn't say a level of Miami Basel, but it certainly felt like an American fair with all the brand activations that were happening in concert with the Freeze Fair in Santa Monica. A lot of brand building, a lot of brand flexing. What were some of the highlights? I think we last potted over a week ago, so there's a little bit to run through. There's a lot to catch up on. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I went to uh, the unveiling of a new painting at a newly refurbished hotel, uh, the name of which the Marlton, I believe. No, that's not right. I think the Mayborn. The Mayborn Hotel in beautiful Beverly Hills. And it was a a huge dinner for maybe 50 people uh, to unveil a single painting uh, that they had acquired by the artist and our friend Joel Messler that will live much in, in its own little private cabana by the rooftop pool. So they were showing that off. It said Hopes and Dreams. Uh, the art collection there is organized by sister of former guest of the pod, Georgina Cohen. Obviously, Adam Cohen from mm-hmm. Hug the Art Worlds, a sister who is a director at Gagosian in London. So both Very the Cohen fun. offspring have some side hustles going on. Love it. Love it. Love to see Joel in a cabana at some hotel we can't remember the name of. It was a great we dinner. You had you had uh, uh, you had the you know you had uh, Jason and Michelle Rebel. Uh, mm-hmm. You had uh, Erica Samuels, who earlier that day we had played tennis with, which we touched on the pod last time. Mm-hmm. Um, you had um, Jeremy, what's his face, the art dealer who spends a lot of time in Hawaii. Um, Jeremy Lerner, uh, great art dealer. And uh, you had Joel, of course. Uh, you had um, uh, Adam Cohen. You had yeah, all sorts mm-hmm. of people. Every, everyone sorts was of people. there. Everyone was there. Super fun. Very long dinner up there. That was my only event. I believe that same evening you were all the way up in the boo at the, the OG Getty Villa, correct? Mm-hmm. I, I went to the Getty Villa, J. Paul Getty's former home, and then his first art museum that was completed just before he died in England. What a place, Benjamin. I'd never been before. It's far. Oh, Why you've never been. It's far, but it's, it, it, it's amazing. I realized that I couldn't do both a Beverly Hills hotel dinner and that in the same night. The chopper was grounded with mechanicals. Um, but uh, so I missed it. Was it super chic? It seems like I saw it on the gram. Super chic. I mean, a, a, a level of chicness that I didn't know Los Angeles was capable of. I mean, you Ooh. walk into to this guy's uh, fucking abode and you got incredible gardens and statues. And then you go into this you know, square where there's amazing antiquities, and it was just really, really mind-blowing. Uh, not to mention uh, the crowd was quite heavy. I saw representatives from every major gallery in Los Angeles and really the world, uh, not to mention some bunch of celebrities. Uh, Owen Wilson was in the house. Um, I believe Chance the Rapper was there, Gwyneth Paltrow. 
uh, just a host of sort of Mrs. Goop herself was all over the art scene all that week, the all over the mm-hmm. last week. You know, it was kind of interesting now that I think about it that that Freeze the Fair held this event at the Getty Villa because one of the knocks right. against Los Angeles uh, is has been over the years in regards to art is well, it's a great city for artists and there are, are galleries now, both native galleries and 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 galleries that are emigrating there to open up outposts. And obviously now you have the Freeze Fair. There's been a knock against Los Angeles of not having the core of philanthropy and collector Mm -hmm. class that another great American city or the greater American city New York has, for instance. And by holding the event there, it highlights the longstanding engagement of certain families on the left coast to to collecting and philanthropy writ large. So I'm sure this wasn't part of what they were trying to do, but that's what I'm going to read. Honestly, I think it was part of what they're trying to do. I think that Freeze uh, is trying to make a connection to, you know, older generation of collectors who are basically the foundational Los Angeles collectors, or at least one of them, uh, even though it was just, you know, not even 100 years ago. Uh, Whereas, you know, the collecting in cities like New York, but also Chicago, Philadelphia, go back, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. Generations. So so it's, it's, they're trying to establish a history of collecting in Los Angeles that is kind of there. Sure, it is there. I mean, the Gettys were fucking sick collectors, no doubt about that. Um, And I think that you know, as more galleries come, there's more of an arts infrastructure. I think that, you know, being on the boards of these institutions will become an aspirational thing in a way that it wasn't, say, 20 years ago. Um, and then, did you go? Do you do? Do you double events that night, or you ride home? I went home that night, but there was plenty going on on Tuesday, I believe. What did you hit up? Well, I mean, all day Tuesday, I saw I I got in the Uber, got in the Uber Black, really nice guy, and some sort of late model, very fast BMW. And I was like, listen, he talk, takes me to Gagosian first, and I'm like, listen. I don't have to call you guys. Let's just turn off the meter. How much per hour? Drop some cash in his palm. We cruise around. We saw just about every gallery that I can think of, east and west side. If I missed you, I'm sorry. But I think wow. I saw absolutely everything, uh, including some museum shows like The Stunning. We, we mentioned it, the absolutely mind-bending Henry Taylor exhibition, which will travel to the Whitney. Uh, so make sure you see it if you're not, uh, if you didn't make it out to Los Angeles, but will be in New York. Uh, I saw you know a great Elliot Hunley show at Sean Regan, a guy mm-hmm. I've known for years and years. Really cool. And I've show. seen his pieces here and there, but to see the entire practice, I thought was really very helpful. I thought that it took a lot of cojones from Sean to stage that during this busy week. Uh, I saw you know all all the younger galleries, all the all the kind of like medium power players, the David Kordanskis went to go see Nino, uh, saw it all. I saw a terrible show of George Kondo paintings at the new Hauser and Worth facility, beautiful facility, not very mm. good pictures, and they certainly squeezed enough into that space. Don't worry, I mean, they had no trouble selling them or anything, but, uh, you know, uh, not not my favorite artist, and I don't think his best showing. What'd you get up to? Oh my God, Tuesday, running around all day long, uh, seeing so many things. Uh, after a quick drink with friend of the pod, James Schaefer, James Predator Schaefer, sorry, we always fuck that up, James. Uh, uh, we popped over to the home of the uh, uh, the great collector, can we cut this? Um, Jeff, Jeff Madgett, of course, great collector Jeff Madgett. <laughs> well, I mean, he does have a very, very cool uh, early modernist home at the very, very top of the Hollywood Hills with an incredible view of the valley, not of the side, but a great view of the valley and really, really high up. The house looks and absolutely spectacular architecturally. Really, really cool. And you know, I was talking to him about how kind of daunting it is to buy and uh, upkeep one of these homes. I mean, it's like a lot of work just to own one, you know. And um, basically, the, the people who care most about these really historic modern homes are often art collectors because they see the value in, in having one as well. 
everyone else. Is I mean, art looks great in it, and they just it. they understand that you know, much like what you put on your walls, and more that should be more than just an afterthought. What you live within can be a work of art in and of itself, and just kind of the commitment to. Vi- okay. On Tuesday evening, Nate, I had uh, or earlier in the afternoon, I'd stopped by um, the Dries Van Noten. They have this little kind mm-hmm. of extra building on site, and they they oftentimes do art exhibits. And Listen Gallery was sponsoring a great show by the amazing Ryan Gander, who was on Saw site. Saw that show. It's super super good, super sweet. And then uh, I went back to the back to the hotel back to london did a little bit of work and then scooted out they were having a little cocktails party for ryan so i mm-hmm. hit that uh had a little bit of food and then zoomed again with a uh, friend of the pod uh, james Curtis and michael schaefer and zoomed to a venue you and i are familiar with because we have hosted events there uh to catch mm-hmm. a party being thrown by your the opposite of predecessor your s- 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 what's the word i'm looking for my my uh, successor. Successor, at, at thank the wet you. Paint column. I was at the Beverly Hills Hotel, so I missed that party. What was going on? Tell me. Oh, it was it. awesome. It was actually really great. It was. Uh, Annie was throwing it. We got there super early. Ended up sitting and having a table. Bill Powers was in attendance, having a drink. Uh, I met mm-hmm. uh, a lawyer. I don't that think I, he was having a drink. A lawyer that well, he wasn't. At, well, he was having a he was having a beverage. It just wasn't right, an adult right, beverage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, a whole bunch of people were already filtering in early. We sat and had some snacks. Uh, saw my lawyer mm-hmm. there. Uh, we're joined by. By uh, uh, Joshua, uh, our friend, the great music maestro, uh, mm-hmm. and some other cool people, and uh, hang out there for a bit. And then the party went off. It was, you know, a slightly younger, youthful crowd. They were uh, Annie was debuting a little publication she did with uh, with Goots, uh, the most eligible mm-hmm. bachelors in the art world. Alyssa I never Chen got a gentleman. copy. Can you tell me who was in it? Because I, I saw. I wish I had the copy there, with me. Um, uh, yeah. You know, uh, most salient to us, uh, you know, our friend Dan Oglander was mm-hmm. in there. Uh, obviously, right, he course. was fresh off the plane from Mexico City in attendance to celebrate uh, himself. Excellent. A bunch of young guys I didn't know. Oh, uh, Josh Bra- uh, 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 the, Brown. Uh, Matt Brown. Matt Brown, obviously. That's great. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was a youthful thing. It was a fun, it was a great little physical publication, no digital artifact. It's you know, mu- you know, much in keeping with with Goots's recent output. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was pretty dope. Great to see those two super smart, sharp ladies collaborating on a project. I didn't stay- miss it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of in your wheelhouse. Um, I know you had fancier things to attend to. It probably wasn't going to make it into the pages of your Vanity Fair column, uh, but there were some boldish face names there, at least from the art world. Uh, obviously, sure, M- sure. Mills Moran was holding it down. I believe the party was, uh, you know, Mills hosted with us a note to Bene party there in association with mm-hmm. Felix uh, a mere two years ago, and this was also, I believe, co-hosted by Mills and the Felix Wonderful. crowd uh, on the eve of their opening the following day. So all those all those heads were in attendance. And uh, the next morning, we went to Mills's Art Fair Felix, which once again took over the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, deep in the heart of Hollywood. What did you find there, Benjamin? It was bumping and grinding, man. Like Felix mm-hmm. always is. You felt really, really good energy. There were A-list collectors there. There were bottom feeders there. Everyone in between. People were selling. The price points were really attractive. You know, you have some really reputable galleries. You have some nonprofits, obviously, White Columns and Matthew Higgs. And I realize I have uh, an outstanding invoice due to them for a Sarah mm-hmm. Gomez edition I acquired for my personal collection there. Um, it was really good. You know, Mar- Marty Eisenberg was in Fuego. Um, oh, yeah. You know, obviously, the, the, the hit of the, I'd say the hit of the event um, was the action figures uh, that uh, one of um, mm-hmm. Adam Cohen's artists had created for all different prominent figures in the art world except i was a little bit salty except for nate and benjamin it seemed like a big miss so 
the artist was Jeffrey D'Alessandro, who has been making action figures of downtown art figures for some years now. I've been following him on Instagram. I'm a huge fan. Um, and when I arrived to see, you know, the Art World's luminaries lined up here, looking extra super buff, um, before I could actually get a word in, Adam came and said, I have commissioned action figures of you and Benjamin. There just wasn't enough time for them to be on view at this particular fair booth. But they are in the works, Ben. Um, yeah, so, okay, as long as they're not. in the works, I felt a little left out. But it was a great event, mm-hmm. and like as as often as the case, so there was tons of you know. Obviously, people have issues getting up into the building, but I think that's part of the charm of the fair is that you're really mm-hmm. gonna work for it. You're gonna work for the for that art and those deals. But the real beating heart of the energy is surrounding that David Hockney designed pool uh, and oh, the yeah. scene down there. I had you know, I I although I'd, I'd done a big strong workout that morning, I did break down and have one of the wonderful, delicious deli sandwiches they have offering at the restaurant down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little Italian style. Um, it was it was a good vibe. It was a good vibe. I had the pleasure of running into friend of the pod Alex Israel and then showing him his action figure. He seemed a little weirded out by it. When Adam asked if he would buy it, he said, "I think that would be a little strange to own an action figure of myself." So he that's declined. surprising to me because my understanding is that a lot of a lot of people uh, uh, acquired their own action figures. I think that was yeah. part of the hustle. I know. I know that Alex uh, that Jordan Wolfson bought his. Um, I believe Mills bought his, Dave Kordinsky bought his, or she bought his, and so on. Um, sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- and then that night, there was like a million things to do. There were so many too things. Many things. Too many to things to do. Too many I things. tried to do all the things, but there were too many things. There were too many things. Which things did you end up doing out of all of them? I'm trying to remember. And I, I know I started out the evening in beautiful at the beautiful Bel Air Hotel. Well, you know, earlier mm-hmm. in the afternoon, uh, after we went to Felix, we zipped uh, way east to see this amazing, amazing show here. Let me pull it up. It was absolutely... Well, while you're finding that, I can talk briefly about the Paul McCarthy exhibition that I saw. Yeah, tell me about really that. Really amazing. I mean, just, you know, I'd seen it 10 years ago at the Park Avenue Army, but seeing it in the warehouse near where it was built... Um, in a really massively constructed space. It was just really, really incredible. Paul was also on hand to give a little tour, which was nice. Um, always a, a real treat to, to get to hang out in his orbit. Literally an American hero. Truly. And this is one of his greatest artworks. And I think that everyone understood that this might be the last time that they see it. It's incredibly expensive to maintain. There's real no easy solution here. I mean, an institution could acquire it, but it would take so much money just to keep it functioning you know uh that it's it's really a big ask um yeah so early in the day i'd gone to see the entanglements exhibition at the hollyhock mm-hmm. house uh which was an mm-hmm. incredible show of the painter louise bonet and her husband the great ceramicist or maybe partner and her husband adam silverman incredible matching of architecture setting and art it was like really glad i slept out to see that it was incredible. Uh, and then we went right from there to another architecturally important house to see American Hero on the eve of the close of his Guggenheim retrospective, incredible new paintings by Alex Katz at the Max Center I was there at the Schindler as House. Well, it was a really incredible vibe at the Schindler House, you know, because I think people were very much in awe of being in this abode, one of the earliest minimalist homes in Hollywood. I think it was built in the 20s. Many of the others were built in the 40s and 50s. Uh, truly, really amazing space. It's very small in a really intimate way, um, and I, I found that really disarming, especially in Los Angeles, when you're so used to these ginormous spaces that can fit literally anything. You have these 
quite, you know, a decently sized house cats taking up a lot of space in the Schindler house. And I, yeah, I it's, it's a really very modestly wonderful. scaled home. I mean, there's something interesting about the move of people from the East and, and, and German countries uh, to the, the West Coast in that period of time, uh, both for art, film, and architecture. Uh, Incredible House, it's so weird how you have all these kind of like crappy apartment buildings, like low-rise apartment buildings, like Slumma Beverly Hills style that have popped up around it over the past uh, interceding 100 years. Um, but a great house, incredible paintings, dope crowd, fantastic vibe. I couldn't stay for long, but it was super, super fun. I was so glad to be there and see Alex in person. So all of the paintings were depicting um, the uh, actress Sunrise Ruffalo, who's married to Mark Ruffalo, who, if you recall, some years ago, dressed up like Gavin Brown and was cooking sausages with him at the Freeze New York Art Fair. Do you recall that? I do remember that. I do remember yeah. that. What a weird I, I, world we live in. It's so fun. I, I know. It's so fun. And so lo and behold, later that evening, I found myself at the great Hollywood restaurant Gigi's for a dinner uh, that was put together by the Gladstone Gallery. Um, in which Gavin was sitting at the same table as Mark Ruffalo. Once again, they don't look that much alike. Maybe they used to. Maybe it was just a gimmick. But uh, it was quite quite the affair, Benjamin. It was quite quite. Yeah, I hear I hear he was not the only bold faced name there. Uh, people who have already read and that would probably be all of our listenership. Your Vanity Fair column might know that other notables in attendance included who. Well, uh, Leo DiCaprio was there, longtime uh, contemporary art fanatic. Uh, and longtime friend brought, of the pod, I think we can say. I mean, he's definitely friend of the pod. Uh, shout out Leo. Now you're listening. He brought his mom, which is really, really fun. Uh, it was her birthday, so they brought a nice little cake. Loic was singing Happy Birthday in his wonderful accent. I, I will never get that out of my head, uh, which is quite wonderful. I'm not sure what's happening. I think it's on my side. Uh, yeah. It's, so you had a star, it's, you had it's a star, you had a star studded dinner. Um, it was amazing. It was quite, quite, quite fun. Um, also, of course, Los Angeles director of the Gladstone Gallery, Cook Maroney, his wife, the actor Jennifer Lawrence, was in attendance. Love to see it. I uh, I had hit the Bel Air Hotel for a wonderful uh, party in honor of Chase Hall at the Kordansky well. Gallery. You were there as well, uh, and then we went to actually the the kind of the the a real poppin' event that was happening uh, in honor of the presentation of Ernie Barnes at the Hollywood uh, uh, Talent Agency uh, that was happening at the wonderful Tower Bar, a venue I know near and dear to your heart. They cleared oh, it out. So. It was a popping scene, like a few art people, but not that many, a lot of entertainment people mm -hmm. that I didn't even recognize. They had I mean, the music going. They were passing out the mini burgers, little cones, the French fries. I was mm -hmm. a happy boy. Uh, I, and then I would love to be there. I didn't get enough... Uh, you know, mini pigs in a blanket from Tower Bar this year. That was my biggest regret. It was the, the party crushed it. I left early because I was really, really out of it. Uh, and we had a big day the next day with the fair, which brings us to uh, the reason for the season, kind of the freeze fair. Uh, this year, uh, out in Santa Monica, I thought they did a nice job with the venue, even though there was a fair amount of griping about the about the schlep some people had to take to get there. Um, what was the feeling for you on the fair? You spoke quite You wrote quite loudly uh, of the transactions happening there, I think, in your column last week. The transactions, I, I don't think I actually mentioned too many just because it was kind of the standard, you know, free stuff. You bring... Well, here's the, the thing. Audience. It's because there weren't that many transactions. That's why you didn't right. mention them. I mean, you know, there's nothing really over the top. I think there was a few works that sold in the low seven figures, uh, which is pretty much standard for any freeze fair. But, you know, I think the most remarkable thing was just whether this new venue would work. Um, clearly, people were, were complaining about having to go all the way west. And it was also a little tough to 
you know, have to stay at the fair until 8 p.m. to go to a dinner or a party out west because it made no sense to go back to Hollywood and then back to the beach. So that might have, you know, forced people to stay at the fair longer than they wanted to or inconvenienced people. Well, but that, that's a good thing, I think, actually. Uh, and I thought yeah. it was a very comfortable environment for, for viewing art. Like, I thought everything looked looked good there. I think they did a really great job. I, been, I agree. Um, uh, I think that, that there was a lot more space, but the fair didn't feel bloated it didn't feel like they just like you know screw who had a bunch of bad galleries in it was a still very consistent fare while being big enough to you know have uh some punch to it if that makes sense and um splitting between the barker hangar and this new tent also worked out fine i think that there were some golf carts going back and forth if you really had trouble doing the 10 minute walk but otherwise you had a nice little stroll uh in you know the lovely santa monica airport um, yeah, no, it, it was fine. I just think, you know, almost like a fair in New York, LA is becoming such a cultural space for visual art. There's so many things to do outside of fair, galleries openings, museum openings, all the things we just uh, mentioned, <laughs> that it makes it hard to concentrate the energy and focus on the commercial part of the fair itself. Um, and I think galleries were very conservative in what they brought. There wasn't that much to salivate over, in my opinion, for this particular art advisor. Others might have had a different um, experience. Um, so it kind of almost, it's hard to say it got lost in the shuffle, but it was, it, it felt like it was not the, the full focus of everyone. But I think that might have changed throughout the weekend. I know they got a ton of ticket sales. It was totally sold out for people from the LA area who wanted to go and check it out. Um, yeah, but that was it. And then, then we were out. You're, you're back. You're back from your kind of your sojourn to the West Coast of the family. You guys were in residence, so to speak, uh, in the 90 zip codes. And uh, now you're back at the grind. I noticed opening up uh, on the Instagram that you were previewing a print piece that you have coming out in the upcoming Hollywood episode of the Vanity Fair magazine that's hitting new stands momentarily. I mean, I mean, I just got to say this issue of it's so sick. It's like everything you want out of this magazine is just you know, chock full of of Hollywood intrigue of of superstars wearing wearing sick outfits of incredible photography by Stephen Klein. Uh, it's the Vanity Fair Hollywood issue. Like, how can you get any better than that? It's just the greatest. And yeah, oh, I, look I, at how happy you are. If you guys can see Nate's face, he's glow. He's not just being company man. He's literally glowing with excitement. So I know yeah. there's all that stuff. Nate wrote about some bored apes. I'm still mm -hmm. down here in Costa Rica. I definitely had some linking and building with Max LeVay down here. Had a nice dinner Good. my first night in town. I'm glad that you the, took three uh, airplanes to go halfway around the world just to see everyone you see. Yeah, yeah. Sat, sat down with him, uh, Jules de Ballancourt, the great artist, and of course... Uh, uh, the king of, of Costa Rica. Yeah. Oliver Clegg. Uh, uh, yeah, the mayor, really. He's the mayor. There's no royalty down here. It's they don't have kings anymore? No, no. It's all democratic <laughs> down here, Poppy. They don't even have a standing army. Um, <laughs> all right, that's it. Before we lose our connection again, I think we, we caught the high points. I want to hear about everything that's going on in New York next time, so take some copious notes. I'm going to have another dinner with some art world uh, hooligans down here, Let's so go. I'll have some stuff to talk about. Can't wait I think we're going to have a special, a special interview uh, with someone from down here next week as well. So Sick. that's it for this week. Wrapping up Freeze a week late. We'll talk to you all soon. Go to the out. Out.